Uh, thank you for being here. We call this Vision Dinner. I say this every time uh, because we eat dinner and then we talk about vision. And so the one thing we lack is creativity around here sometimes. Um, but just before we start, I wanted to just let you know um, a couple of things. I wanted to, in case there are any announcements, uh, the first thing I wanted to let you know is I don't know if all of you have met David Smith, but David, this is David Smith. And so David is here, and part of what we don't have time to talk about tonight, but uh, we have talked about in the past, is part of David's role is uh, we realized that the, with the division of labor among the pastoral team, the one piece that we were missing the most was somebody who would who would uh, mobilize and uh, be in charge of equipping lay leaders to be deployed within the congregation and within the city. And so that is what David has done for the better part of his life. Uh, David and I, he married Ashley and I. Uh, and then um, we worked together for a long time. And so anyway, he's here to do that. All right, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do tonight, uh, before I, I do have a few things that I'd like to talk about, uh, but before I get the chance to do that, I wanted to introduce you to a friend of mine. Uh, Jeff Lee is the RUF campus minister at USF. And you got to be careful, I, UC, you know, I always get the UC, US, well, all that kind of stuff, but USF uh, in Tampa. You may not even know what an RUF campus minister is, uh, and I thought you'd be encouraged, especially those of you who have children that are barely children anymore and are headed towards graduation from high school and into college, so that you get a picture of what's going on right here, but also what our denomination is doing all over the United States uh, with ministry to college students. So I invited Jeff and his wife, Jenny, uh, to come tonight, uh, but Jeff's going to come and just share a little bit about, about his ministry. I thought you'd find that interesting. There will be a time for you to... For you to um, ask questions, and I think we're even going to, some of you have maybe, we talk about Tim Keller all the time, but many of you may not have never even seen him. We're going to even get to see a little short video of Tim Keller tonight, which will be fascinating. So, Jeff, please come. Well, good evening. It is uh, it is good to be with you all, and uh, thank you for the time to come. Uh, Drew, like Drew mentioned, he asked me to come and to share with you a little bit uh, about RUF and what I do. Uh, and in doing that, I also want to be able to use this opportunity to encourage you in your relationship with Christ, where he's called you to minister as well. Because I think much of what I'll talk about tonight, uh, even though it's specific to the campus, applies to your life as well as you live in the community and uh, endeavor to be a light for the gospel uh, where you live here in Winter Haven. I also want to say, um, I want to I really just thank you uh, for, your, for your friendship, for your partnership, uh, for your prayers for us. I know um, at a distance, my wife and I, we, when my wife and I first got married, we lived in Lakeland for a couple of years while she finished up school. And what that meant was we're in Lakeland as uh, Church of the Redeemer was getting started. And Drew and had, you know, maybe a number of you folks were there as well. And so we, at, you know, back in 2006, kind of got to see the seed of Church of the Redeemer getting started. Uh, and over the last couple of years as we've been at USF, there's been times where we've been in a financial crisis or need, and I've been able to call Drew and uh, you all have given money and you may not have even known it. So thank you. Um, thank you for doing that for us. Um, many people ask me, so what is, you know, what is RUF? What do you do? Uh, help, help me understand what, what this ministry is. Um, and the best analogy that I often come up with is I say, first of all, RUF is a, very, is a very unique, specific ministry. And I usually backtrack by starting with saying we often think of missionaries as sending somebody overseas into a specific location to land in a city, to do ministry, to build disciples, uh, and to endeavor whatever God calls them to do in that place. Or we often think of a church planter uh, going to a city, building relationships, starting a church, starting Bible studies, doing the work of an evangelist as a church planter. In many ways, RUF is, a, is, is the exact same thing that God has called me to do uh, through RUF on the college campus. 
most people don't really think of, we've, we've sort of often mis, uh, we've often missed the opportunity to do ministry on a college campus, uh, but I want to just kind of give you a couple of things to think about when you think about the college campus. USF, where I minister at uh, in Tampa, USF has over 47,000 students in the university system. It's the eighth largest school in the country. Uh, I often kind of just cast the vision to say we have our own post office, our own police department, our own restaurants. Those things don't really surprise you, but when you think of it in that way, you really say this really is a city unto itself. We know every year you can pick a spot on a map where 50,000 18 to 22 year olds are going to come and congregate. And it only makes sense to do ministry there. Uh, not only are the, all these students coming to this location, uh, but really what's been neat for me to see is how USF has been very, and really all the universities across the country, have been very critical, very uh, specifically, I should say, going overseas and recruiting students to come to their campus, which means on any given day we get the opportunity to walk on campus and rub shoulders with students who are from another country or have grown up in another part of the world and have come to the college campus to do ministry or to do to uh, to live and to study and for me I think that just makes sense that we would do ministry at a place like that that exists in our country and so RUF is the church uh, is our the PCA the church's college ministry specifically designed for the college campus which means my call is through the presbytery my call is through the church I'm accountable to the church I meet uh, every at least more than every quarter, almost every month with our RUF committee to report and to give feedback on the ministry that we have at, at, uh, at USF. Uh, so with that in mind, I think some couple, a couple of things would be helpful for you to, to consider. Um, RUF, our motto as we go to the college campus is to reach students for Christ and to equip students to serve. To reach students for Christ and to equip students to serve. And you can hear in that, in that motto a desire to do evangelism, to share the gospel, to reach students for Christ, and at the same time, a desire to equip students for the task of ministry, not just while they're on campus, but to actually create a pipeline uh, for the future of their life, that they're learning how to do ministry and have a context of how to do ministry, and hopefully as they graduate college, are coming into the church uh, able, ready, and excited to do what they've been doing on the college campus. One of the passages that I often turn to whenever I'm have this opportunity to share a little bit about RUF, uh, comes from the book of Jude. Jude writes to the church in verse 17, uh, he says, but you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. And it is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the spirit. But you, beloved, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. So as we go to the campus, you can even hear Jude's exhortation to the church to say, we live in a world that's filled with folks who are following their own ungodly passions. Folks who have no relationship with Christ, who are really awash in, in, the, in their sin and in their distance from God. And yet at the same time, as he calls his people to live in that world, he's also calling them to go to the, to go to the world with a certain posture of having mercy on those who doubt and having mercy on those who are struggling. So one of the things that we do at USF, or we do in RUF, I should say at USF, is to say we know that we're living in a world that's filled with scoffers. He says in the last times there'll be scoffers. 
And that's really not a surprise to you, right, that there's professors who are scoffers, there's students who are scoffers, there's some who just look at this as what we believe is just complete, complete foolishness. And in, their, in this belief of foolishness, they follow their own worldly passions. And so as we go to the campus and we think about how do we do this, how do we minister to students, one of my challenges to our ministry, to our students and our ministry, is to constantly be thinking, who is it in your sphere of influence who is not in a relationship with God, who's not in a relationship with Christ, who you can invite to be part of RUF, whether that's coming on a Tuesday night, whether that's coming to a Bible study, whether that's coming to play Ultimate Frisbee one evening in order to just build relationships with students that are in your sphere of influence. And so I'll give you a couple of examples of some things that we've seen uh, that have, I truly believe it's God at work in students' lives um, as he's called us to USF. Um, a number of years ago, uh, on two, well, on Tuesday night, I should say this, on Tuesday night we meet for our weekly meeting and we have a time of worship where our students lead in music and I preach each semester. And a couple of years ago, I was preaching through the book of 1 Corinthians and I got to the fifth chapter of 1 Corinthians, and if you know that story, it's the story of the man who was in incest with his, his you're, you know, I was looking at this like, what, what do I do with this? And how, do I, how does this apply to the college campus? And I was committed to say, I'm not just going to skip it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach it um, to the best that I can. And the next day, a student who had kind of been around in the ministry, kind of in and out, sat down with me, and he said, last night at RUF, I knew that God had spoke to me through, through, your, through the word. Uh, whenever Paul kept using that refrain, get rid of the evil within. And obviously he was speaking to the church, but he said, I've realized this semester that I'm an alcoholic. I'm a complete alcoholic, and I've been hiding it and running. And can you help? And so he and I continued to meet every week throughout the rest of that semester. Uh, fortunately, I don't think he was in as deep as we would really think of some alcoholics. Uh, but to see God at work in his life, but he, he started reading his Bible, uh, and reading some good books in order to get his life back on track and to find what repentance and faith looks like. Uh, another student, uh, a guy named Philip, a couple of years, or I, really this was last year, struggling with some major issues in his life, but clinging to the hope of the gospel, struggling with the doubt, but still clinging with the hope. And one of the things he said to me, he says, my, my, roommate, my roommate would never go to church, and he's addicted to marijuana, and he's addicted to all these drugs, but I, I think he would come to RUF. And one of the wisdom that we have in this is to say we know that there's students on the college campus who wouldn't leave campus to go to a church, but because of the accessibility of saying we're going to go to the campus, we're going to go to you and meet you where you are, we really think that it opens the door for students to come. And so this student, Philip, started inviting his roommate, and his friend started coming around RUF and coming to a couple of meetings. He hasn't gotten converted. Um, I think he's still struggling, but he's coming, and he's wrestling with it, and he's trying to figure out what, what this looks like in his life. Uh, another student, this will be the last kind of in this one, um, and, and like I said, this is to give God glory in the way that he works. A guy named Sebastian who is from Austria, his girlfriend has started to invite him to RUF, uh, and he and I started meeting together. Tennis player, very successful, very well put together, and I handed him a track, Two Ways to Live, as sort of an evangelistic tool, and as he started to read it, he was asking, he said, how come I've never heard of this before? I grew up in a Catholic church, I've never heard of the gospel. And again, started meeting, got him a Bible. And a couple, uh, about a year ago, he and I were talking on the phone. He transferred, went to a new, a new school. And when I asked him, I said, how, you know, how, are you, how are you doing? What's going on with life? And he said, I'm trying to find a church where the gospel is preached and I can hear the Bible preached every Sunday. And I'm having a hard time finding a church. And I thought, it was amazing that this student three years ago would have never even had that on his radar. But God's at work in his life. And I really believe that there's a wisdom to saying we want to go to the campus for those who are struggling, who are doubting who are scoffers, 
who wouldn't darken the door of a church, but because there's accessibility with a campus ministry, that maybe they would go and maybe a friend would invite them uh, to come. At the same time, uh, we want to equip students to serve. Jude is calling his church, if you think about it in many ways, he's calling his church to be equipped to do ministry. He says, but you, beloved, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And so he's equipping his church to think in biblical categories of the people who are in their life, who they can encourage, uh, and who they can minister to. One of the phrases that I often use is that we do, we do ministry to students, but we also do ministry through students. We do ministry to students, but we also do ministry through students. Uh, and ironically, I was reminded of this, um, was it Sunday, I think, or Monday this week? My wife and I, we had a student come by the house, a girl who was a freshman last year, was meeting with another girl in RUF. I didn't even know they were meeting together to read the Bible each week. And she said, you know, those times were so precious to me. And I realized over the summer that God was at work kind of drawing me to himself. And over the summer realized I've never been baptized. I need to get baptized. I was blown away thinking, here's a student meeting with another student. I didn't even know about it. But God's at work on the college campus uh, doing his work of ministry. So as we reach students for Christ as we equip them to serve, to give you some of the kind of nuts and bolts of what we do um, week in and week out. We meet every Tuesday night, like I said, for large group worship, where I, I preach this semester. I'm going to be preaching through the Sermon on the Mount. So if, uh, if you think about us on Tuesdays, you can pray for us uh, as we're studying the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, we have small group Bible studies that go on throughout the week. Sometimes I teach those, but I often, uh, or I'm always teaching a couple, but I'm also training and equipping students to lead those Bible studies as well. Uh, so we said well, there's three avenues, large groups, small groups, and then one of the other major aspects of the ministry is doing one-on-one -on -one ministry. Being on campus full-time frees me to be able to meet with students to do one-on-one -on -one ministry, and it's always sort of a, it's always a challenge at the beginning of the semester because students are always like, so, like, what do you do here? I mean, if, the, if folks in the church have a hard time, students, it's almost impossible for them to figure out at first. They're like, why is this old guy asking me to go to coffee or, you know, go hang out? This is just weird. But as they come around RUF and start to figure it out, they start to realize, oh, this, you know, this kind of makes sense. And so one of the things that I do, I joke that my, my office is the Starbucks on campus because I'm always there meeting with students, whether it's a Bible study or evangelism or counseling, whatever is going on in their life. Uh, so those are the three avenues that go on throughout the weekly ministry of RUF. And then when you think about, this, when you think about the whole calendar year, uh, we do a couple of conferences every year, fall conference, summer conference, um, mission trips, retreats, just opportunities for students where they can learn more about the gospel, learn more about the Bible and how it can apply to their lives. One of the challenges uh, that we face with college ministry is that when you do ministry on a college campus is you will never be self-sustaining. At least with a church plant, like you look forward to the day where we're actually having, you know, folks in the church and are tithing and we're, you know, we're building. With RUF, I've noticed, and one of the hardest aspects of ministry is that there's constant turnover. Students are always transferring in and transferring out. They're always graduating. Um, which is, you know, tragic. I'm like, why don't you just stay for another, you know, five years? Uh, but as I, as I graduate, one of my refrains that I've kind of fallen back on a lot with students is to say, my goal or my vision for you isn't just for the next four years. It's really for the next 40 years. I really want to see you faithfully loving your wife or loving your husband or endeavoring in the job that you have. And whether, you know, whatever that means for your time right now in RUF, to have a bigger vision for students in their whole of life. So how does that connect with RUF? One of the things I think in our denomination, the PCA, is to say we felt back in 1973 
uh, whenever RUF was, when PCA was started and RUF was uh, founded as well, is to say it only makes sense to have an organic connection between these college ministries and the local PCA churches. And so our hope is for RUF to be a pipeline for students who graduate from college to not just graduate from college and have a great college experience, but to feel like they can sort of map their college experience onto the local church and be involved in the local PCA churches uh, where, they, where they're moving to or where they, where they end up. Uh, so a couple of ways that you can pray for us. Um, this, is a, this is a unique sort of opportunity for me tonight because next week students move on campus. And I've joked with some folks, it's like right now is the calm before the storm. We go from a week of like zero activity where there's no students on campus to full on as crazy it'll ever get those first two weeks of campus or those first two weeks of the semester. So you can pray for my wife and I over these next couple weeks uh, as we're meeting students and, and, uh, and sharing the gospel with them and building relationships. One of the hardest things for us is to have students uh, – I had a girl joke last year. She said, we're rushing all the ministries. And, and what she meant by that is every night she's going to a different ministry trying to pick the one that's best for her. And at some point that becomes exhausting uh, as a campus pastor. And so you can pray for us for contentment, for joy, uh, and what God has called us to do. And also pray for conversions uh, this semester that if we have the opportunity to share the gospel with uh, students on campus, that we know that there's students right now who God has brought to USF who don't know it but he's brought them there that's looking to find Christ. And so we pray that we'll be part of that uh, transition in their life as well. Uh, I want to leave opportunity for questions and open the floor as well. So um, how many students do I minister to? There's probably about 75 to 100. Uh, we see, you know, that, and that fluctuates, right, as the year goes on. There's a lot of excitement at the end of the year, and then as students have exams and everything tires out. But that's about the number of students that are on my radar. And so even if they're not, this is another unique aspect, even if they don't come on Tuesday night, there's a number of students who I have a relationship with for various reasons, and sometimes that's an evangelistic difference. They would, they would never come to RUF, but they'll meet with me. I'll give you an example. Last year uh, we had um, – I don't know if you've seen the book, A Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert, written by Rosaria Butterfield. She was um, a professor, an English professor in kind of the lesbian, gay and lesbian world, got converted to Christ, um, and it's a great book. She came and spoke at USF. We had her come and speak at USF and tell her story. And in doing so, one of the leaders in one of the LGBT groups uh, heard her speak and approached me and said, would you be willing to meet with me to do a Bible study? And so he and I met every week for the rest of the semester, for the rest of the year, this was in um, October that she spoke, for the rest of the year, he and I met, and I've never seen a student just, um, I mean, just pour God's word, I mean, copious notes and underlining and everything else. Um, I, I, spiritually to say, I, I, he wouldn't say he's converted to Christ. I don't, I don't think he has, um, but that's a student who I would say is part of our ministry, but he, He's at a distance <laughs> in terms of, you know, kind of the, the big picture. So, Yeah, great question. And so right now there's RUF at, um, at USF and UCF, Florida State, University of Florida, and University of North Florida. There's conversation right now about Florida Gulf Coast University, which is down in um, Fort Myers coming online, and then Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton. We feel like there's a tremendous need Part of what I want to do also is raise awareness of RUF across this, you know, across at least our area, but even the, the state. There's this 
as many RUFs in California as there are in Florida. Maybe minus one, but I think I'm right on that. There's, they're starting a new one. And I think there's so many PCA churches in Florida. I think there's an opportunity for us to do uh, a better job reaching the college campuses, um, even in the state of Florida. And so, uh, so as you have you know, either students going to those schools or you know of students going to those schools, uh, feel free to reach out and let, you know, let us know, let them know that there's students coming. Yeah, I appreciate you asking me that because uh, I meant to mention that. One of the things that we're intentional in doing, we, we say we're the church going to campus, yet at the same time we don't want to replace the church. Um, and so I've often sat down with students and told them, RUF is not church. And if you're choosing between RUF and the church, you need to go to church on Sunday morning. So we want to hold that distinction. And so this is where it gets a little nebulous. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you could say it's, it's the church sending a ministry to the campus um, and so we don't hold Sunday morning services for those reasons because we think they need to be in church worshiping at a local church. Yeah, well, so I raise, so part of the deal is you raise 100, well, I have to raise 100% of my support. Yet, I always give the caveat, part of that is when, a, when the local presbytery, the local churches call a campus pastor, they're saying, we want to support this and we're going to be behind it. Um, and so there's, there's a, a tremendous amount of scaffolding, if you will, in place for fundraising within the local churches. Um, we've, had an, we've had an intern the last two years. She finished her internship within RUF and she's going on to do counseling. Um, she's uh, going to go to one of the seminaries to get a, her master's in counseling. And we have an intern coming. He so in the internship, for example, as students graduate from college, they have the opportunity to serve for two years with RUF. So he'll come on staff full time. He's going to move next week from New Mexico. He's coming. He's been assigned, which is another thing. RUF assigns interns to the campus where they think will be a good fit. He's raised his support for his salary. I'm responsible for raising his ministry side of of it. So we raise 100% of our support. Part of this conversation is to say that there there is a need um, as well. Um, but yeah, we, we raise a hundred percent of it with, with great. And I can say we we are very blessed with the churches in our area, um, who are very, they're very supportive and are very much behind us. So we're, we're very blessed, but there's still need, right? Like if, when you're a fundraiser, there's always need, <laughs> right? Um, we went, we went into this summer to give you a, a number. We went into this summer needing to raise about $12,000 for the, you know, for the budget year. We raised about, raised about eight eight or nine, you know, I'm kind of looking at the final numbers for the summer, but we raised about eight or nine thousand dollars this summer. It's about three or four thousand we still need to raise to probably make the budget for the rest of the year. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Jeff's going to be around, and so please, uh, uh, you know, f catch him afterwards, get to know him. Uh, and what I, I mean, I hope what you see, uh, part of what you see is he's a sharp dude. Uh, if you didn't catch that, and could be doing a lot of other things. I mean, we've, we've been trying, pray, pray because we in Polk County are trying to talk them into coming back to be with us here in Polk County and planting a church maybe one day with us. But he is committed, and I'm grateful for his commitment to being at RUF. We invest uh, the equivalent of pastors and church planters in the guys that we put on campus to minister to kids. And so the idea would be that if we as a church had a kid going to U USF, that we could get in touch with Jeff, he would immediately get in touch with them. There'd be something, you know, because one of the huge things for kids as they go away to school is community. And so there's just a ready-made place for them to jump right in. So it is really a great ministry. And so we're grateful, Jenny and Jeff, for you guys 
uh, for your work and for your ministry. So I'd love to just stop and pray for them, if you don't mind, uh, if you do that with me. Uh, and so, Father, we do pray for the Lees and for their work and for this next week as the students descend upon the campus that you would um, bless this next semester. I do pray for the things they've asked, that you re- uh, you provide for them financially, that you would uh, grant conversions to their ministry, uh, that you uh, give them uh, peace and solace as they uh, weather the calm in these days before the storm. Uh, and so I do pray for uh, grace upon grace for them, for endurance and patience uh, for them as they uh, go through another year. And may you, may you just bless and may you produce fruit on the campus of USF. We're grateful uh, for their work there. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I know it's about time for us to leave. Um, just one, um, one thing uh, before we go, uh, and that is that I just wanted to remind you um, of the big thing that we're going to be doing this fall, uh, which is to uh, send a church planter. Well, I, let me, I got to be careful how we phrase these things. We're going to be starting a second congregation, a second service. See, I can't even do it. Like, I'm confused. Are you confused? Because I'm confused. We're going to be starting a second service on October 12th uh, that is going to become the launching pad for the second congregation that we're trying to plant within the city. Jeff's going to be leading that. And so just be aware of all the things I would just ask you. Uh, I know it's a fire hydrant coming at you tonight, but uh, be aware of all of the things that we're trying to talk about, that we're trying to share about that, because that's the big deal. It's it's something we've been working on for uh, five years. And uh, so we're about two months away, literally almost to the day. Of, of people gathering here at 6 o'clock on Sunday evenings um, and, and, uh, and really really heading toward trying. And the goal is, the, the short-term goal, is that you can only pack 80% of a room with people. Two years ago, we, three years ago, we hit that mark. And so the first three years of our church, our trajectory of growth shot way up. And for the last three years, we've just been kind of here. And, it's, and it has nothing, it is just a weird thing. It has nothing more to do than the, the limitations of the size of this room. That really is. And so uh, wanting to be strategic about that, our solution to that, at least at, at the current time, is to start a Sunday evening service where we would ask some people, whether it's sporadically, whether it's community groups join in and decide to do it, but we need to get 75 to 100 people out of the Sunday morning service because what will happen is, is if we run 280 on a Sunday morning, uh, if you take 100 out and put them in the Sunday evening, you would think that would mean that the Sunday morning crowd would go to 185 and that the Sunday evening crowd would be at 100. But if you take the 285 on Sunday morning and you take 100 out, they would be running 100 in the very next week. We'd probably be at 230 or 240 on Sunday morning. It's just the way it works. And so we're trying to problem solve in ways that are in keeping with our vision uh, that don't just throw another second service up and then what you're doing anyway is creating a second congregation. So we're trying to be strategic. Bear with us. We don't really know what we're doing Nobody else has really tried to do it this way that we're aware of, but it is kind of our strategy. So in October, you're going to hear a lot about that. There are ways that you can help. Jeff, we need people to help come work child care on those evenings. We need people who are willing to say, you know what, today I'm going to sleep in. I mean, my kids are super stoked. They want to know if we can go every Sunday night, right, because it means you can sleep in on Sunday mornings and not have to get up and go to church. So we need people who are just willing to say, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll go check that out tonight just, just by way of just freeing up 50 to 75 seats on Sunday mornings. Does that make sense? I mean, I know that's about all I got. That's, it's, everything else is cloudy except to say it's not a church plant yet. It's going to be a church plant one day. Um, uh, this, it's not a second congregation yet. It's just a second service that we're hoping to put on so that we can grow because we want to grow because we believe it's part of what God's called us to the city to do is to – 
increase our uh, and maximize our impact in the city. Uh, so that's the big thing. We'll talk more about that in the coming months, uh, the next couple months. So be aware of that. Uh, before, just before we go, any burning, pressing questions about any of that from you guys? This is kind of town hall meeting type thing. Yeah. Jeff will be Jeff will be doing primarily the preaching on Sunday evenings just to get him ready. Uh, but there'll be a there'll be a rot- much like we have a rotation on Sunday mornings. There'll be a rotation. So I'll probably I think we Jeff's probably going to be around sixty percent on Sunday nights, uh, and then and then I'll be probably thirty percent, and then uh, Jonathan or some other guys uh, from time to time will ju- will preach. Then we're trying to figure all that out. But probably with worship stuff too. Like a lot of I'm really committed to kind of being there and help lead worship uh, and and being involved in some other things. So there's just going to be it's kind of all hands on deck because it requires that so but we haven't figured all that out yet but that's the best answer i have liz anybody else any questions that are just killing you you're so inquisitive what's that yeah sure why not yeah about the youth ministry sure i should have announced that we um we um, have been interviewing candidates to fill the position of, of student minister director and uh, have narrowed those candidates down. I believe uh, that we will be um, interviewing face-to-face a candidate uh, at the latter part of next week. So we may have a, um, a potential candidate with us next Sunday in worship as a part of the, as a part of the interview process. So we have a team of mainly parents, Jeff, that have been that have been with Jonathan's leadership that have been doing that, and they have been interviewing and, and have narrowed it down to one. He's a teaching elder, uh, serving in another church in a ministry, student ministry position, and so that's what we've been looking for is to go with a full time guy for that role. So, does that answer your question? <laughs> sure. And uh, and if and if he does end up being here, what one of the things we would do is open up a, a way for the parents to get around him and get to know him a little bit too. But it's going to be last minute because we don't know what his availability is. So, okay, that's exciting stuff. Lots of really great stuff. I know if it feels like that, right? Fire hydrant. I mean, there's just a million. We in 30 minutes, we can't possibly fit everything that we would want to say to you in a 30 minute time frame. Which is why I yell at you to get over here as fast as you possibly can every time. Okay. So thanks for thanks for bearing with us. Jeff's going to be around, and Jenny are here. Please get to you know say hi to them and tell them thank you, and you love them, and give them a hug. The stuff about the uh, the one 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 project is up here. Uh, sign up to be a um, volunteer at Elber Elementary. There's lots going on. Okay, uh, and any questions you have about the other stuff, Jeff will answer all your questions about the the second service on Sunday nights. <laughs> because he's the man with all the answers. But thank you for being here, uh, and we appreciate it. Okay, can I pray, and then we'll dismiss. Father, thank you uh, for the opportunity to gather. Uh, Thank you uh, for just just the reality that there's so much going on that I wish we had two hours to talk. Uh, But in light of that, um, continue to give our our leaders wisdom as they uh, um, push forward in a direction. Uh, We thank you that you're so at work among us, and we ask that you continue to do so. Continue to be so that we might bear fruit that would glorify and honor you. That's what we hope for. That's what we pray for. So, so, so thank you for my friends who are here tonight and for their love for our church, for their desire to serve and to be in the know. Uh, and bless our time together. I pray it's encouraging uh, to all of us. And may you build your church that the gates of hell might not prevail against it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again.